Hi, I'm Janelle. I'm the owner and founder of Lash Affair here in Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at Lash Affair by JP. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, this podcast was created so you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the LashCast podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubers. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by lash professionals and for lash professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. First, I want to give a big shout out to Janelle Paris of Lash Affair. We're big fans of her out there in Arizona for being our guest announcer. Now, today is really special, guys. We have Ted Gibson and Jason Bakke on as our special guests. They are two giants in the hair and beauty world. They've owned salons. They've developed their own product lines. They're celebrity stylists. They're educators. They speak at shows and more. Their resume is very impressive. And on top of that, after talking to them the other day, they are two of the nicest people we've met in the industry extremely generous now last year they decided to turn the traditional salon model upside down and open the first ever smart salon right here in los angeles called starring by ted gibson i read about this a little over a year ago and completely geeked out it's a really cool idea and actually we got a little sidetracked in this uh, episode we want to have them on mainly to talk about another thing that happened a couple weeks ago where they reopened their salon against state orders and there was a bunch of articles about it and press and all that and we thought it'd be great to have them on and talk about that but then we decide also we want to hear about their salon because it's such a unique idea and so we dig into that in the beginning so this is really two parts first part's all about this new idea that we hope will inspire some of you out there who are looking to do a salon to look at this model and then secondly you know we want to also help all those of you out in california or maybe in other parts of the country where they may be shutting down at some point and how they're handling and with such grace and charm but yet still standing firm to their beliefs so before we get into all that, let's real quickly go through our announcements. We know that we have the last conference or the virtual conference coming up here in Mar or November, March, on November 15th and 16th. Right now, the prices did go up a little bit, but it's still only $169, the lowest tier. And if you split that into two payments, because we have our payment plan 50% down now and 50% in 45 days, you can pay like $80 now and then $80 in October. So super affordable. There's no reason for you to miss this. It really is going to give you all the things you need to help you with your business, whether marketing, customer service, or actually business systems. We have amazing people coming to speak. You do not want to miss it. Go to the website or go click on the link in, um, uh, in our Instagram page and you can learn all about it. Next, we have two webinars, one with Joey Coleman, who is one of our speakers, who's a best-selling author of Never Lose a Customer Again. He's going to be with a free webinar on September 28th. You go to the link in the bio in our Instagram and you can sign up for that, but you do need to register, so do not delay. Secondly, we also have September 21st, we have our monthly one, our regular one that we do. This month, we're going to be talking about stop living month to month and price your service so you can make a profit. So many of you right now are struggling to get by because things are not so good, but a lot of it might just be because you don't know how to price your services. And we're going to give you the formula and the way to do it. It'll tell you when to hire, when to raise your prices, all that stuff, guys. It's really not that complicated, but it, there is a system to it, and we're going to teach you that. So please sign up for that. It's only $39. Again, go to our Instagram, link in the bio, and take care of it from there. All right, guys, that's all I have for announcements. Let's get into our interview with Jason and Ted.
everyone, we are here in the Last Cast Studios. We are so honored and actually really excited, guys, to have Jason Baki and Ted Gibson with us. If you don't know who they are, and I'm sure you probably do, they really are giants in the industry. We like to compare to, we were talking, who are they like? We said they're like Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak of Apple. They're just like <laughs> really two people who've really made a difference in the beauty world, and we're excited to have them come join us in the Lash world. We have a, we're kind of a small stepsister, I guess, in the beauty world. And it's exciting to have you two come and be part of it. So thank you for joining us. You're so welcome. Thank you Thanks for, for having, having us. us. We appreciate it. Yeah, we also were yeah. thinking of saying you guys are like Steven Spielberg, but we couldn't find the counterpart. We're like, who was it? Steven? <laughs> who's <laughs> Steven Spielberg and who's his? Savior, and it wouldn't quite work. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm so glad to talk to you guys because, you know, lashes are my thing. You know, over the last six months since we've been out, uh -huh. I've worn lashes. Uh, extensions for years and years and years and oh when we moved from um, new york to california i had to go through a few lash people to you know get the right person mm -hmm. and the right person who her name is dion oh yeah yes dion yes fantastic she is she's so 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 amazing yeah jason can't see the video here guys but he's showing a last strip a very oh my gosh that's get him on the wall you understand you understand because you know if you're used to wearing lashes lashes really give something uh, to the eye that mm -hmm. not, you know, no other kind of mascara or eye, you know, nothing else, brow, whatever, a lash will do the yeah. trick. So, you know, I like um, to say that lashes make every human being look more beautiful. Yeah. They just do. Yeah. That. And I, yeah. in fact, I got my first set of lashes from Tusney during the quarantine because we'd never done it before. And I've been, I'm, I don't know, I was just like, I don't know. But she's like, you have to do it. So I did it and I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. My eyes oh, actually. Uh, she did it in a way I felt that was so masculine and, and felt it, like yeah. I was a guy and it wasn't yeah. feminine and it was still, and it, it actually my eyes looked like I could see them a little bit better. So it was very nice sure. actually. Yeah. Like, I bet they look great on you. Yeah. So it was, it was fun. It was fun. So that's good. Good. Uh, good. A fellow last yeah. lover. That's awesome. <laughs> You're next, Jason. Yeah. You're next. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if I put a little mascara on, I feel like I look like a drag queen. So. <laughs> We got, we got to do Unless something. something that could match my ginger beard. Yes. Then maybe. Yeah. 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 A very, no, a very, a very light so brown. Color my beard. I can color my beard to match the lashes. There you, there you go. go. Yes. Yeah. You're a colorist, right? You can take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, guys, we're really excited to have you on because you guys really made news or made waves a couple of weeks ago when you reopened your salon, despite the order in California, everyone's supposed to stay shut down and salons are the most dangerous place in the plan to go, go, I guess, for some reason. And so we want to talk about that. But before that, well, I wanted people to know a little bit more about you and your salon that you opened last year, starring by Ted Gibson. It really was a groundbreaking salon. It's the first ever smart salon. And you guys have some really cool features and things that you do that inspired us. I mean, we've, our listeners know we closed our salon last year. But after I saw you guys, like, man, if we open up again, that is what we're going to do. We're going to do something similar inspired by. So maybe you can share a little bit about your salon, what makes it unique. Sure. Um, well, you know, when we left New York City three years ago, just over three years ago, we vowed we would never open a salon again. Um, we had that flagship salon on Fifth Avenue for 13 years. We had a salon just outside of Washington, D.C. Um, on Wisconsin Avenue in uh, that metro area for I think three or four years. We had a salon at the W Hotel in Fort Lauderdale for five years. And we were just sort of over it. You know, we were done with employees. We were done with 
the way that the relationships have to be with manufacturers. We were done with um, all like so many different things, you know. And then when we got to LA, we started really thinking about who we want to be in the beauty business and what we want to say to the beauty industry. And that's when the conversation of opening starring came around. And the original concept was that we would rent chairs, that it would be for all of our, um, you know, friends in the industry that are like living in New York or living in Chicago or living in LA and everyone just needs a place to work. And there's this creative vibe that kind of comes and goes and um, sort of like a place for collaboration. You know, we wanted it small. We were seeing clients in New York in a, uh, third floor of a brownstone on the Upper East Side, right by the Ralph Lauren mansions. Um, and we really loved that experience and our clients loved that it was just us um, and them in a really intimate space, five chairs. And so that's sort of how the conversation started. At the same time, we were launching our new hair care line called Starring by Ted Gibson. Um, and the first product was Shooting Star Texture Meringue, the, the first and standalone at this point, um, which is a, it's like a, you can use it on wet or dry hair. It's a mix between a mousse and a foam. It's got a really modern sort of matte, shiny finish, if that makes sense. Um, and we sort of took the concept of starring and turned that into the salon. We decided, you know, one of the things that we felt strongly about was the sort of friendship you have to have with the big manufacturers um, if you're a salon, you know, and to be friends with a lot of luxury brands, you have to buy a ten to $20,000 opening order. Yeah. And then with that opening order, you need to reorder every month a certain amount one to three thousand dollars generally so you've automatically got about twenty five or thirty thousand dollars worth of inventory sitting on a shelf waiting for the hairdresser to sell it when they don't want to they don't want to yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and the consumer to buy it in an environment that she doesn't want to shop anymore mm -hmm. so we decided to be the first luxury hair care brand to go direct to amazon and skip the traditional model for salon products and that started the conversation of, hey, let's build the salon that Amazon built. Like every nail, every screw, every two by four, every piece of sheetrock, anything that we can order off of Amazon, let's, you know, let's strengthen that message of shopping online by having the salon that Amazon built. And the people at Amazon were like, yeah, that's cool. But what if we partnered and built the world's first smart salon? And we were like, whoa, that's way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like you're so our concept... Sorry. No, I was yeah. going to say, like, I know that your lighting is connected with Alexa. I mean, the whole experience is the connected whole, yeah. to Alexa. Yeah. And it's super important, like with hair color, because the light affects, you know, what it is. And to have those tools at your fingertips, I don't know if you want to share with how it works. Um, it's just so like uh, high tech. Yeah. Well, you know, as Jason was saying about the um, the idea where the salon came from, it kind of evolved. In the beginning, we were gonna open a small salon, as Jason was saying, that it was just going to be um, a place for people, creatives to come and work. And when we had this notion about this relationship with Amazon, it 
you know, kind of blew our mind because we thought, okay, so if we open a salon, what could it be like for the future? Because we know that the salon business has not been updated in forever. There hasn't been any, you know, maybe products have brought in an idea of new technology or new ways of thinking about product, but nothing in the respect that you would have an experience mm -hmm. because, you know, with the three salons that we owned previously, <clears throat> they were, 20 plus chairs and 50s and 50 employees, you know, in each yeah. location and in this, you know, five front desk people and two managers and, you know, 10 or 12 assistants and uh, 15 or 20 hair, you know, it was just so those monster, monster salons. Yeah. And when we decided to close the last one on Fifth Avenue, we kind of knew because we were looking at ourselves saying, you know, you would take the product to the guest and you would say, okay, this is what I'm going to recommend for you, shampoo, conditioner, styling product. And she would pull out her phone and she would go right on, <laughs> yeah. right? She yeah. would go right on, right? <laughs> and we were like, okay, so something's going on yeah. because all of these years of having salons, we know that the idea of selling retail helps to pay for things in the salon. It helps payroll, rent, blah, 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 blah. So we were thinking, Okay, so now what's happening is that clients aren't shopping anymore in the salon. We have this outdated dinosaur of a big salon that's not going to be working anymore. So when we closed that salon, you know, we didn't know that it was going to be such a huge statement to the industry and to the globe because we had, you know, People Magazine mm -hmm. and Hollywood Reporter and every trade magazine talked about it. New York and Times. New York Times. Oh, no. and how it was everywhere, guys. I remember everywhere. hearing people were saying, is this the end of the salon? That was the question. <laughs> you two guys destroyed the salon. <laughs> yeah, it's like people are really thinking about, okay, so if I have all of these employees and $30,000 worth of product on a shelf and nobody wants to buy it, and I have these employees who are thinking independently, mm -hmm. like they're thinking they don't want to be in the salon and, and be an assistant for two years and then go onto the floor and then build a clientele on the floor because they see how Instagram is and they see these Insta famous people and how these Insta famous people have built these careers yep. for themselves. Mm -hmm. So as that happened, <clears throat> and we decided we wanted to open this new salon starring by Ted Gibson, it just it just blew our minds hmm. because we ended up hiring this architect. We have, we actually, let me back up. We have a really good friend of ours that is in communications in a major, major, major fashion beauty brand uh, in New York City globally. And Chanel. No idea who that is. So she's, she's our client, Jason Colors are here, I cut her hair, and we were just having this dialogue about what we thought the next salon would be. And she said, well, how about pods? And we're like, pods? Well, we don't want it to be like a salon suite mm -hmm. because we, don't, we want it to be a little bit more personal than that. Mm -hmm. um, one community. One community. But still privacy. Yeah. yeah. Still intimate. Yeah, so private, sexy, you know, salon suites aren't necessarily sexy. They're functional. Yeah. You know, they're functional. So. Um, she said, well, how about pods? So we took her idea of pods and took it to our architect and our architect came up with this really brilliant idea of what are called clouds. Mm -hmm. His first drawings were <laughs> like when Ted and I opened the, the document that he sent with his first like drawings and renderings, we both got tears in our eyes because mm. he took our, it's FGP Atelier out of Chicago is the yeah. architect. And they actually, uh, Francisco, who's the, the head of that firm, he 
does sports stadiums and airports and skyscrapers and bridges and had never done a salon before. All over the world, yeah. So we were sort of like an inspo project for him, you know? Kind of like we do trade shows so we can do stuff that we don't normally do in the salon. We were that project for him, you know? And so the first drawings or renderings that he did, I have goosebumps just talking about it, um, brought tears to our eyes because they, he took our vision and turned it into something that was so incredible. And there were no shampoo bowls. There were no bathrooms. There was no storage. It was a journey yeah. from that point of sort of figuring out what these clouds were going to be. Mm. And you know, each cloud is 13 feet high, eight and a half feet wide, and nine feet deep. There's only five in the space. Um, so just by design, they're socially distanced. Yeah. Our front and back entrances are secure. So you absolutely have to have an appointment to be able to get into the space. Um, everything is through apps. Mm -hmm. The way, you know, they need to go into the app and create their client profile, just like you would for a ride share. You need your credit card to make that profile. So once the profile is created, then you have access to book your appointments however you like. Um, the app also has a shopping cart so people can take the products that they're experiencing in the salon and have them sent to their home. Um, they are checked in and checked out through the app. There's, we're cashless. Um, and so like every single thing that we thought of as the salon of the future using technology, Alexa, um, ADTs, like most current security systems, Sonos, um, Sonos speakers, Sonos, yeah. Yeah. you know, Roomba, like whatever we could put in there that we could use voice commands for, we did. And just by luck or divine inspiration or the universe aligning, um, we are also COVID safe. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> and by the way, I, if you guys haven't got a chance to tell our listeners, you have to go online and take a look. I remember there was a video you guys made a year ago. I think it was Modern Salon did it where they did a little tour of your place and show the functionality, show how everything worked. It was it's really, really cool. And I don't know if you guys have other videos like that, but I just it really will inspire you. If you're a salon owner or independent, you one day want to be a salon owner. This is the model you want to look at. I'm sure it wasn't cheap, but I'm sure at the end, if you build up your team and build up your you know plan ahead save a little bit eventually you can build something similar or at least inspired by because it really is a unique experience and i really think it's going to really further the salon concept as as, a, as opposed to this whole movement just towards the suites that are happening right now mm -hmm. i think this is going to help maybe rescue the idea that the salon can still work and there is still a way to do it but it's just going to look a little bit different and it's going to feel differently and it's going to be extremely um I don't know. I, for me, I, I, if I had hair, unfortunately I don't, I'd be there getting my hair done. <laughs> I would be brother. <laughs> we like bald men, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but your funny. salon, it's just so out of the box. Yeah, and, and I think that, um, like to come up with it your, yourself, it's like, how did you think of that? But it's like, you, you know, you took the best and the brightest, the architect and, and Amazon you, and, and Amazon. Yeah. And you, you said, let, what can we do here? That's different. And, and you guys made something absolutely magical. Yeah. You blew up the great yeah. collab, you know, like Minerva beauty, really, they came up and had some really great suggestions for 
um, salon furnishings for us. ADT had great suggestions for security for us. You know, it was like there was a lot of fingers in the pot. Yeah. And each cloud actually are, as Jason said, they are 13 feet high. But in each cloud, there are 27 what we call fins. Mm-hmm. And these fins go up, you know, from about foot off the three, floor, a foot right? off the floor all the way up to 13 feet. And these fins have four LED light strips on it. You were talking earlier about mm-hmm. colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, Jason is a colorist. We decided to create this ambiance, our experience that if you're in the salon and you're getting your hair colored, you know that if you're in the salon, it looks one color. You go to the bathroom in the salon, it's another. You step outside, it's another color. You go <laughs> home, it's another color. You know, all these different colors. And you're like, okay, well, it looks orange, but it looks red, but it doesn't, you know, all of that. So we've eliminated that by five presets white lights we have daylight daylight sunrise sunset, sunset moonlight mm. twilight and moonlight yes. oh wow so it goes from very cosmetic golden to very very light violet cool white light wow. and then we have six mood enhancing lights that if you come into the salon you've had a really stressful day and you need to be chilled out yeah you just say alexa turn on chill in starring three and cloud three turns into chill. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm, yeah. one, I'm wondering, um, how has all those innovations impacted client expectations? And, and I wonder because um, uh, a couple years ago, I went platinum. And one of the things that I wasn't quite prepared for was I'd walk out of the salon and it would like, or I'd take a picture and it would look different, right? And it wasn't until I went on Google, you know, some videos and found out, oh, it's the lighting. So I'm thinking, imagining that if the client is in the chair and you're going through the light, you're kind of prepping them to, to understand that it's going to look different. It's going to appear. So how, can you talk a little bit about how that's impacted your client's expectations? Well, you know, it's a... <clears throat> One of the things that we've discovered now that we've been open is that we are training and almost creating a whole new kind of client. Mm. So we had a, a friend of ours that came to work with us when we first opened and he was, he's like a $250,000 a year hairdresser. He's really booked, he's really busy. Um, and one of the things that we learned with that relationship um, that didn't last very long, it lasted maybe a month, two months maybe um was that his client is a woman of a certain age and she appreciates someone taking her coat she appreciates the valet she appreciates the assistant doing the shampoo they all felt so bad for him that he had to do his own shampoos they thought it was just (laughs) terrible the way we were treating him yeah 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 Um, we know you know, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> yes. so he, she, she also likes to call and talk on the phone yeah. with the receptionist yeah. and, you know and so we learned through that experience that we're our client is not that girl mm-hmm. she's not that woman you know she's sitting at home having a glass of wine watching netflix and she's like oh my god my hair is making me crazy i need to book an appointment right now and she pulls out her phone and books the appointment she doesn't care if there's no parking on la brea between four and six because she'll just take an uber so she's, she appreciates that she's not bounced around from an assistant to a hair cutter, to a hair colorist, to a, someone else who does her blow dry, to then wait in line at the front desk to check out. She's like, I just love that I can go in, see my guy, go home. You know, like, it's a very different kind of, you know, philosophy. And I've had people actually call the salon, which it's weird when the phone rings because we don't have a front desk or a receptionist. So we always assume that it's spam, you know, when someone's calling. <laughs> 
she said, I'd like to, um, I don't even remember what it was. I'd like to come in for a consultation or I'd like to something like that. And I said, well, you know, we, we don't really work that way. You can, you can fill out the, the profile online and then you can schedule time to have your haircut or your hair color or both. And there's plenty of time for the consultation in your booked appointment. And she said, oh, well, I guess this isn't the place for me then. And I said, well, I, I guess it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think that that's the, the, the thing about it is that as starring is, is we're small business. Yeah. Mm. And off the bat of retail and all of those things, and then staff, you, we spend so much money from the get-go of starting our businesses that we can never ever catch up. We can never catch up because we have a receptionist that we have to pay thirty or forty thousand dollars a year, and then we have a manager that we have to pay eighty or ninety thousand dollars a year, and then you know what I mean. So yeah. it gets, it's gotten to the point where I really believe that small businesses, especially now, as we are going through pandemic, and when we come on the out, other side of pandemic, what's that going to look like? Because I don't think anybody is going to be in a way being able to, to recover in, a, in the way that we want to recover yeah. because it's going to be too long. And luxury is different, right? It's yeah. different. It's totally changed. It's totally changed. You know, it's totally changed. Convenience like, is really that, uh, a part of luxury now that people want. That's yeah. luxury, convenience. Yeah. I, yes. want, I want my fruit all cut for me when I buy it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. Yeah. No, I, th I think that that's good. Convenience is a new luxury because that's exactly where it's at. Yeah. You know, and I, and I relate fashion and hair kind of simultaneously that I feel like that there are similar things that happen within it because they dictate each other. Mm -hmm. And when it started where fashion designers were making, you know, it would be Marc Jacobs and then it'd be marked by Marc Jacobs or it would be Anna Sui and Anna Sui would do something else that was Little Junior. Mm -hmm. And then... It started to be in the H&M and Zara and where, you know, a designer would have a show in September and it'd be on in October at Zara. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. it's hard for you as a designer to really compete with that if someone's going to knock it off and mm -hmm. the kids can go buy it yeah. for $30 at Zara. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of the same way now where, you know, we don't know where the direction of fashion is going because you can go on Instagram or you can go on Facebook and you can mm -hmm. see something that you want to buy that's just as fashionable as it would be if it was that Gucci. Yeah. It's different now. And I think as this whole, you know, now with um, all of the apps that are available for people to have someone come to their home to do their blow dry or their mm -hmm. haircut, I think it's going to be really important for salon owners to focus on the services that people have a really difficult time doing at home. Yes. You yes. know, the chemical straightening, mm -hmm. the permanent hair color, mm -hmm. um, highlighting, balayage, you know, all those things that are challenging for the consumer to do alone are what we need to focus on. Like, yeah. you can have anyone come to our house and do a blowout. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. even have to blow on your menu. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, it's the even niche. Even it's like, it's the niche. Yeah. No, you know? we just keep going on this. And I realize we're going to run out of time and not talk about what we actually <laughs> brought you to here for. I, I'm so excited, though, because what you guys shared is really, really cool. And, I, and hopefully for those our listeners who are looking to move in the slum world, and everyone's been shut down for a time, and it's, it is changing the industry, really looking at what they're doing. 
it, I hopefully maybe will re-inspire you to think differently about the salon experience because really it is in a lot of ways about the experience. It's about ex about convenience. You can't just do what we used to do, and especially with COVID-19. The world's changed. Everything's different. And so it's time to blow up the box and rebuild it and start from scratch. So if anything, a lot of people during this time, hopefully that time to slow down, rethink their lives, rethink their business, and maybe yeah. we'll see more more people following your guys' example in the coming year or two because I think it's, right. a, it's a beautiful thing, and I hopefully we will. Right. And especially in the last world i know we're inspired we, we've tess was done when we got done with our place she's I'm like sure never you again both can relate you're never like again. never again never yeah. again <laughs> we had a slot for 13 years too so uh it was like never the, again the relationship yeah. oh, the whole it's, thing. it's yeah, so hard yeah, yeah so we decided but then i saw yours i really was right after i saw that i came to her and said I found an exception, I think, for what we might have to rethink. He made doing. me watch it, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. They're doing something special. Yeah. Let's see. Let's you know? see. But we'll, we'll, she still needs another year or two to, to, to recover, to recover right? from to it. To heal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, you know. We took two years. Yeah, yeah. two years. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll, I'm we'll still see. in process. But anyhow, but let's talk about your guys' big move. A couple of weeks ago, you guys decided to open up the site. Despite in California, if you don't know everyone who's listening, in California, Governor Newsom has said salons have to stay closed forever, it seems like. And we and are we, still we, closed. We, we closed in March, and then we opened for like two and two and a half weeks in June, July, and then they shut us back down. And still today, I thought they were going to say we could by the time we did this. I thought, oh, that will be open. And on Friday, they announced these new rules that said, nope, salons still can't open unless you're like in the very northern part of California where no one lives. You can go drive up there and get your haircut, I guess, in a salon. But everywhere else in the state of California, for the most part, we're still closed. And I have a bad feeling they're saying it's going to be for weeks, if not another month or two, the way it looks like. So that said, you guys said that's enough and did something, I think, remarkable. So maybe you can share a little bit what kind of motivated you and uh, what, what did you guys, what's going on? Well, first of all, we're businessmen. Mm -hmm. um, we were, we're, and I think that as hairdressers and businessmen, you know, I think that a lot of times people don't think that we are. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I just think that we are dumb and dirty. Thank <laughs> you. That's what our, that's our, oh our elected officials, yeah. officials think of salons yeah. and nails. Yeah, salons. dumb and dirty. Yeah. Exactly. That we're dumb and dirty, that we're mm -hmm. too dumb to handle the responsibility of sanitation. And then we're too dirty to provide a safe experience. And it's, it's so offensive to me that they have completely disregarded our education, our license from the state. Um, and then even took it a step further and said, we know that normally it's illegal for you to do hair next to the dumpster or on yeah. your front side. Yeah. But that's okay for right now because yeah. that's absolutely safer and cleaner than doing it in your own cars business. driving by blowing exhaust on them. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Having across the street, we got a homeless guy in the back alley doing his laundry. Like yeah. it's no. just really horrifically offensive. So mm -hmm. insulting. So it's it is really so insulting. insulting. Our license. You're so right about that. Yeah, we we are trained. We have to p take a pass a test that you know to prove our uh, um, proficiency of, yeah. of, of sanitation yeah. and pathology yeah. and disease. Yeah. And, and it really means nothing. Yeah. And so I'm now yeah. I'm to a point where I'm like, let's deregulate. Yeah. It obviously means nothing to it you. Means nothing to you. It's at just all. you're just making yeah. us jump hoops. To so pay you money. Yeah, to pay someone money just so we can be, exist. But the truth is, it means nothing in the but end. But you're right, yeah. Jason. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. Why are we so You would go to a restaurant, right? You would go to a restaurant and have somebody that would prepare your food for you 
that doesn't know anything about sanitation. You don't, they're not wearing gloves. They don't wear nets on their head, mm -hmm. none of that. And then we ingest that into our body. But you don't need a license for but that. But you don't need a license for that. No. But we need a license to do something that she can go to Walmart and buy and mm -hmm. have her girlfriend put it on with a bottle of wine. Like, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you've just totally kind of shaken my world right now. I'm just like, wow, deregulation. Yeah. You're right. I used to fight against that because it's like we have to be trained, but you're right. If they're not even honoring what we have to do, those hours, what's yeah. the point? Yeah, what's the point? Really and the continuing education after that. Mm -hmm. Like, you yeah. know, we as hairdressers, we go, we go to hair shows and we go and take classes and we're online classes, all of these things. And lash all of us in beauty, yeah. makeup, mm -hmm. lashes, barb, everybody. So, and then you say that the license is no good. Yeah, yeah. that's very sad. Salons are spreading COVID. That's no in fact, they even had a case study, I think, of uh, two hairstylists who, who, who had, had COVID. COVID. Was it in and Georgia? like they saw a hundred some people, and no one, no one, yeah, no one got it from them. Well, that's actually what the CDC based their announcement on. You know, when the CDC said that the, the transmission rates, the evidence shows that it's so minimal in salons or any environment where everyone's masked, mm -hmm. that it's it's should be fine for salons to be open. Exactly. But we started getting, um, Ted got a couple first, and then I got a couple of people sending us DMs saying, you got to do something. What can you guys do to help us? What can you do? And Ted and I are like, I don't know what we can do. Like, I'm a I'm an Eagle Scout. Like, I follow rules. I'm yeah. a Capricorn. I follow rules. Yeah. <laughs> you yes, I mean, yeah. yeah. So, like, we've always been very compliant. Like, when when Starring by Ted Gibson opened, we knew that all of these changes to who can be a 1099 and what it means to be a chair renter, or booth renter, were all changing in the state of California, and so we were fully compliant from day one with all of the potential new regulations that are now the law. Mm -hmm. um, we were fully compliant for the first shutdown. We were fully compliant with impl implementing all of the, the new regulations for sanitation and protocols and booking and um, all of those details that came out from the state of California and the CDC and whoever. Um, and then it just reached a point where we were like, this could go on forever. Yeah. yeah. We're $200,000 in the hole. Yeah. Wow. We haven't paid our rent on our apartment since March. Wow. We are, we have to do something because the government is telling us to be shut down, but they're not paying our rents. Nope. We're going to get evicted. Thank goodness they just moved the date in California from October to, I think, to February, February 2021. So yeah. that gives us a little time to like try and regroup and Recovery, get our act together. Yeah. We're going to be digging our way out of this hole for a long, for a long time. time. But you know, even so, when you think about how, when they say unemployment is, is 20%, mm -hmm. there's still 80% of people working, right? Mm -hmm. But that 20% of the people that we know because we're in the beauty yes. business mm -hmm. and we're in the service industry. We're 100%. So all, <laughs> all the people that are in the service industry are suffering massive mm -hmm. yep. because we can't work. And when someone says to me that has a job, that, oh, we're hurting, no, you still have the job. Yeah. 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 You still have a job. There's people I'm sure are, it's really difficult to work from home and manage your kids. Sure. Or, yeah. But those are blessings. You but know, you still get money. You still, still get a paycheck. Have an income. Yeah. We, we and your health insurance. Yeah. And your yeah. retirement. Yeah. And your, you know. So yeah. when, so, when yeah. you guys, you know, defied the order, and it's like, it, for me, it was like, yeah, power to the people. It's like, yeah. you guys are... Um, 
role models for us. And it really made us think, well, you know, what's going on here? Maybe yeah. they're onto something. I mean, I'm so cheering for you guys. And, and I'm thinking you. maybe this is something that, you know, we all should do. I mean, we want to be compliant. I, Jason, I, I completely understand. It's like, oh, they're going against but the But there's rules, a line. There's a line that I think that's been stepped over where everything's saying it's safe. It's okay. We know what we're doing. Even the CDC, I didn't realize, had said that. Yes. And, and our governor has decided to ignore those to dig things in. and dig in even more. What has been the response? And not only that, to, to say without any facts to back it up, yeah. it started in a nail salon. Oh, I know. That was so bad. I like, remember that. Oh. Where is that? Where is that fact? Show yeah. me the proof. Yeah. yeah. Show that that yeah. was just horrible. Just to throw down the beauty industry and or nail industry specifically. Throw them under the bus. So for you guys, when you open up, I'm sure it's been great and no problems whatsoever, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's been great. It's been great. <laughs> we, you know, we we have a coach. That, uh, her name is Zan Ray. That's been coaching us for a long time, and we were talking with her about deciding if we were going to do this or not. Because we started hearing around on social media, August seventeenth, August seventeenth, August seventeenth. Are you going to join us? Are you going to join us? Are you going to join us? And. You know, we know that there's salons with paper on the windows that people are coming uh -huh. to the back door. Oh, yeah. We know oh, that yeah. people are doing house calls. We know that, you know, people Gavin are coming Newsom to the- getting his hair done. Yeah. And so, you know, for us, you know, right off the bat, we knew this isn't about clients. It's about defiance. You know, we this isn't about, like, making the ends meet. This isn't about, um, you know, because I'm not, I'm not- saying a negative thing at all about people you know papering out their windows and seeing clients because we all have to do yeah. what we have to do yeah survive families and survive mm -hmm. so good for you we wanted to you know we have a platform and we have a presence in the industry and with the consumers to a certain extent you know that we could use our voices in a way that other people couldn't mm -hmm. and so we decided that we were going to get a lawyer. We were going to work with the Professional Beauty Federation of California. We were going to hire a publicist. We were going to have a press event and we were going to make a really big, loud noise about we are not dumb. Mm -hmm. We are not dirty. Mm -hmm. We are prepared for this fight and we are opening today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is there you awesome. Go. And we did. Yeah, don't do it quietly. Do it proud and loud, right? Yes. So exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we had huge, huge, huge amounts of support. Mm. You know, we had um, Inside Edition that came to the slum. We had ABC News. Uh, one of my clients, uh, Jamie King, who is on a famous supermodel from the 90s. And also she she's an actress and she's on a show called uh, Black Summer that's on Netflix. Mm. There's I that she writes and yes. directs and stars in. Yeah, so I created the look for um, this new season two that's coming up. Awesome. And she came in and was my first client back on Monday, and that was Monday two weeks ago. So we've mm. been open for a little over two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks, or is it two weeks today or three weeks today? Two weeks on Monday. I think it's been two weeks. Oh, it was Monday. Yeah. yeah. So was, yeah. Has have have you gotten? Um, uh, heat for that? Like, are, are they knocking down your doors? Are you getting fines every day? What's, what does that look like? Well, we definitely have experience. There's another salon in, in San Francisco. I think it's called Pomp Salon. I believe it's in San Francisco mm -hmm. and the Bay the, Area. And the Bay Area. And he has been very, very vocal as well. And I'm so grateful for him because I think that he has been arrested. Oh my mm. gosh. Yeah, he's been arrested. Oh, he is open. He 
went way i mean he started he's like weeks and weeks ago he yeah he started weeks ago and so what's his name i have it's called, the name of the salon is called Pomp Salon. Oh, like, and, yeah, like check him That's out. Horrible. Yeah, arresting people for this and, ridiculous. Yeah, they're arrested people. And you know the thing that when we came That's back. That's one of the things actually that our publicist said was she was like, "Well, Ted, you know, if you do this, you have to be prepared for any time anyone Google's your name, it's you in handcuffs getting into the back of a squad car." <laughs> oh gosh! Take one for the team. <laughs> <laughs> definitely taking one for the team you know and hairdressers when we came back from the first time spent so much money on all mm -hmm. of the upgrades and changes the, yeah. everything we made so many changes you right? can't take as many clients you had to space no, things all, of that. all that yeah, all of yeah. That. partitions partitions everything yes. spent so much money i know salons that are there went from 50 chairs to 25 chairs mm -hmm. yeah spent so much money to for, for that so yeah it does it just didn't make any sense that we needed to make sure that we Used our voice and opened up, and we've had two instances, right? Yeah. Where the first day. Yeah, first day. So we have a modified schedule now that we're open. Uh -huh. um, since since we were legally allowed to open, we modified the schedule, so we have we just have two employees. Legally and legally. Legally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Breaking the rules. Um, it's so exciting. Um, <laughs> I know it's like for a wow. little keeper to break I the know, rules now, right? It's like, <laughs> a whole new Jason here, right? He's gonna break totally. all the rules. <laughs> Bad boy. Northern <laughs> um, Minnesota. Actually, my mom. She said uh, that she was really, really proud of us mm. for taking the stand, um, and she said, "Just please don't wear one of your dumb hats." <laughs> <laughs> So well, I did so it. mom, yeah. Okay. Okay. My mom, I didn't wear a hat. Yeah. So okay. mom, yeah. Um, but we, so we're open. We have two guys that work with us. They work alternating days, Monday through Saturday. Um, and they work five-hour shifts. And so, like, you know, they're doing a couple of clients and they're fully booked. Yeah. You know, we were only open for 11 months before this whole thing happened. So we're not like Van Michael that had uh, you know, oh. 4,000 clients waiting to book appointments. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we closed at three o'clock that day and at 3.10, someone came to the door uh, with a clipboard. Uh -huh. And I let her in. Ted lets her in. <laughs> you want to book an appointment? Yeah, you want your hair done? <laughs> or you say, we don't take walk-ins here, sorry. Right, so <laughs> you have to book an appointment. Yeah. So she was from the LA um, Board of Health. And then right behind her were two state police from wow. the Department of Consumer Affairs. Affair. Because in California, Consumer Affairs has taken over for the Board of Barbering yeah. and Cosmetology. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Board of Barbering and Cosmetology is a, is a division of Consumer Affairs. But Consumer Affairs now has taken over. So they sent in two police um, who wrote us citations. Each of us. Yep. If you look wow. at our Facebook or Instagram accounts, you can see I, I was like, can I take a selfie? And so I'm taking a <laughs> Cops okay. behind us and we filmed it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Jason, were you there? Well, both they're both of them. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Okay. So, what fun. were you thinking when you see these uniformed police officers or or sheriffs or whatever? What were you thinking? Yeah. Well, you know, by that point, we were ready. Mm -hmm. Like we were expecting. We were it. expecting it. We we actually thought they were going to come earlier because at one o'clock is when we have the announcement. And, and there was cameras, there was cameras and, and boom it was, mics it was, and it was boomed, celebrities. It was, yeah. Yeah. You know. it, was, it was a big thing. So 
we uh, leading up to that, I was really nervous mm -hmm. about being black and gay yeah. in this country with all the civil unrest. Yeah, I didn't know how what a cop would do after seeing. You know, yeah. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. I said, I said, Ted, it would be really, it wouldn't be very smart of them to arrest you no. and make a scene and throw you in the back of a car. And Ted goes, Okay, Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for you to say. Need I say more? <laughs> <laughs> Need I say more? Uh, Just because you get a little black and you don't mean that you're. <laughs> oh, Ted, we love you so much. Oh, my gosh. Well, I was just going to say, what, um, for our listeners, what would you say to them? What would you, what, is there But those any... are closed right now, right? Because yeah. there are. A lot of our listeners are California. LA is actually probably our biggest base. Yeah. So I guess so. I have two questions. Like, what would you say, um, how can we support you, number one? Um, and then how would you encourage other those salons, other salons who are closed? Yeah. yeah. Well, I know one of the things that we have been saying is that we do not want to tell people that they should do what we did. Mm -hmm. We want to tell them that to do what's right for them. Mm -hmm. And it was right for us to open two weeks ago because we needed to. We needed to make a stand. We needed to start making some money. Yeah. We needed to, um, we had so many things that we needed to do. So we needed to send a message yeah, to the government. To the government. Yeah. And, you know, stand up for ourselves. Yeah, and we didn't, we don't want people to think that that's what you have to do. Yeah. Um, are other salons, by the way, standing up with you? Are there people you've been seeing the other salons say, "Hey, we're joining you. We're going to do this too." There are there are yes. people that have sent us messages. Absolutely. They're open and absolutely. they're absolutely, um, and they're doing it without papering their windows. Yeah, and, we've had know, a lot of support. The uh, support, like, literally from around the world, has been yeah. tremendous. Incredible. Yeah. People from other countries DMing us saying, "We can't believe that this is happening to you guys. Good for you." Mm -hmm. um, Every state, like it's been really remarkable. Okay. I, I um, just want to just share my gratitude for what you just said, Ted, is that you're not encouraging everyone to do exactly what you've done, but to do what's right for them. And that's, this is something that's personal. It yes. Is and as, as leaders, it's like, that is, that is freeing to, 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 to say that to, to people that you don't have to do exactly what we're doing. So thank you for that. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. You know, um, especially now, I mean, of course, through the pandemic and of course, through Black Lives Matter and through all of the racial injustices in this country. <clears throat> and it's just like every single day, there's something else. Yes. And, you know, for, for me, you know, as being black and gay and in this country, for me, it's really about um, speaking up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I encourage whether you're black or white or Asian or Mexican or Latino, whatever you are, is really if you see something that doesn't feel right to say something about it. Mm -hmm. And in the moment, in the moment to say something about it, because I think we're in a time where we have to, mm -hmm. we can't be silent anymore. And, and, you know, my entire career as a hairdresser over 30 years, you know, I've, I've had a, a tremendous career by having that beauty school license and the things that it has opened me up to and the things that I've been able to do. And I can say that the, idea of how incredible that is is it's hard for me to even put it into words mm. because it's so so amazing mm. and if i can use what credibility i have um to be able to help people realize um their worth and realize how important they are then i think that that 
I, everything else really means nothing. Mm. I can do that. That's the type yeah. of messaging we, I think we all need to hear more of, that positive, uplifting, uh, raising each other up. Because, man, this year has been a year of just a beatdown, it feels like, every day. Yeah. Government, all the stuff going on, so much negativity and people hurting each mm -hmm. other. And, mm -hmm. and it's been sad. It's been sad. But to begin to see you guys kind of rise up above that and to say that message, I think that's beautiful, and I really appreciate it. And just, an, uh, just another shout-out, um, why – we like you guys so much is that even when you're saying you're standing up and saying you know this is going to go no further you actually do it in a very winsome yeah way oh a, a, a way that's um attractive yeah you know? you're and not shaking not, your you're fist not, saying screw all you guys you know it's not like this mad angry you're just taking personal responsibility saying, i gotta do this for me we need to do this for our business we need to do this so that we can eat you know, and that's something that that's, people want to emulate yeah. because it's welcoming it's open you yeah. know so thank you thank for, you yeah you know we did, we we wanted to we, we said the same thing to our employees you know we said ted and i are doing this because it's something that we feel like we need to do that does not mean that you guys have to do it mm. Um, your job will be held and it's safe until you feel comfortable coming back to work. Um, one of the guys was like, no, I'm, I'm coming to work. I'm going to fight for my job. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. The other guy was like, you know, it makes me really nervous that if someone comes in and pulls my license, then I'm not going to be able to work anywhere. Yeah, yeah. We felt like, you know, both of those decisions were right because that's what was right for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would, I would say for salon owners, if you're wondering, you know, I think we just have to be really clear about who we're doing it for and mm -hmm. and the why behind it. Mm -hmm. And if the why is just the money, that's okay. Sure, you know it's totally okay because yeah. that's what makes the world go around. Yeah. Sure. If the bank account's zero right now, you have to eat. You gotta find yeah. out. <laughs> exactly. You know? So I mean, I I've, when this whole thing started, I really was glad to see everyone shut down for a bit. But after a while, and you start hearing what's really going on, I start saying, you know what? There are people's lives being they're losing everything right now, and they, and you just can't put that on them. Say you can't. You have to lose everything. And you can't work. And you can't work. I'm sorry. At some point, people have to. And I know that in the last world, there's a lot of people lashing underground right now, at least in California. And they yeah, were way more dangerous. It is. It yeah. is. Yeah. Way yeah. way more dangerous. It yeah. Is. House, you don't know what their kids are doing. You don't know what no, they're. You don't know. Yeah, like, you don't know where you're going. You just go show up someone's house you've never been to. I mean, it's just, it's just no. It's not a good step. And where's the, the government's water? Where's pushing you know? us into positions that we should not be be doing, and we should be allowed to work. And I think you guys stepping up was is a great step forward. And hopefully, more people follow suit with you guys, and that the governor will just finally realize that this is uh, silly. We are not. This is not based on science. Like they keep saying, this is all in science. No, it's not. Not. It's just, how, there's, how can they have any science when they haven't even let us be open? Yeah. <laughs> how can they say we're dumb and dirty when they haven't even let us be open? And by the way, every other state's open right oh, now. Every yeah. other state's open. Every other state. Yeah. And, and, I mean, and yet, we California's were... leading in COVID. You know, right? Like, we still have high numbers, and yet we're closed, but all the other states aren't as bad, and they're open. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Makes no sense. Uh, well, anyhow, we can keep going, and I know I really appreciate you guys taking some time out of your busy uh, schedule to do this. Um, so people can find you. I love them to know your handles or where they can get more, follow you, and all that. What's your? Uh, where's your? Your? Where can info? they find you? Yeah. Our handles are really simple. It's just our name. I'm at Jason Baki. He's at Ted Gibson. And then we have our product and salon is at Starring. All right. All right. Awesome. And. Something that's coming is the Worth Up Foundation. The um, Worth Up? Worth Up. Mm -hmm. Oh, tell so us about that. that. 
one of the things that got Ted and I really riled up during this whole COVID, especially in the very beginning, <clears throat> was that the food and beverage industry mm. had a unified voice. Yep. There were television commercials, order gift cards, do curbside pickup, yeah. support your small businesses in your town, order takeout, get delivery, call Grubhub. Like there yeah. was a unified message. And for us, there was nothing. Zip. Yeah. There was the dumb hairdressers that went to work with the COVID. Yeah. Mm. That's the only thing oh, that was said yes. about the salon and beauty industry. Mm. Our manufacturers abandoned us. Mm. They have literally left us High to sink him. You know, they, they, why didn't L'Oreal call Wella and Wella call Cow and call Cow Schwarzkopf and all of them come together and say, hey, what can we do to save the people that have supported our yeah. manufacturing business with their with their careers with their businesses they did nothing no. a few free classes no. it's not no no it's not enough. nope and so my message to salon owners and hairdressers again is like think about who really supported you mm -hmm. who really supported you through this whole experience mm -hmm. support them as we're moving forward, as we move forward. Yeah. because be a new world completely so the work foundation I, I don't know how i got off on that tangent. yeah yeah <laughs> um but ted and i decided that we wanted to and another couple um allison and shannon king that are in in new york city mm -hmm. in brooklyn they have two salons in brooklyn we got on a call and we just started talking about how everyone is you know afraid to go back to work and all of this protocol and ppe it was really intimidating and there was no positive messaging at all mm. so it started with us um reaching out to a whole bunch of well-known people in our business and asking them to do a little video saying, this is something that you have to look forward to. And so we got about 30 people and we put together three one minute videos and launched them out with worth up as the, as the slogan. Hmm. Well, since then we've um, been working with beauty changes lives uh -huh. to be under their umbrella. Uh -huh. um, and form a, a not-for-profit that is going to create tiers of uh, mentorship for people that want to be salon owners or that want to be freelance, you know, Hollywood hairdressers, but don't know how to do it. Hmm. So we want to be the resource for people to be able to go to. We're not about haircutting education or hair coloring education. We're about teaching people how to write a business plan, yeah. about where to look for funds, mm -hmm. about how to find a location, grants, grants, That's um, great. how to all of those things that we don't we don't learn that in beauty school. No, like no, you might no. learn when you're going for your MBA, you know. Nope. Um, and then to the next level to create a unified voice to work with the Professional Beauty Association to work with the Professional Beauty Federation of California, to work with the other organizations that are all trying to do good things and unify them so that we can have one clear message for all of us so that we don't get categorized as dumb and dirty. We didn't know what else to do with our life, so we went to beauty school. Yep. Yeah. That's great. And that's one of the things I think with the last world, we are really so often cut off from, I think, the greater beauty world. And I want to encourage our listeners, really – 
there's this huge family of people that we miss being part of. That's why we love going to Cosmoprof. That's why we go to the Serious Beauty, Business. Serious Business. We go to all these other events because we get to meet amazing people like you and then learn about some of these other organizations. Like we're part of the Professional Beauty Association, but most people I talked to in the last world, they have no idea that that organization represents them and is trying to help them. Yeah. But They've now, been there. Yeah. They've done it They've longer, They're, a body of information they were part of the whole available. Cal- yeah, the whole California thing. They were there helping the negotiate, trying to fight for salons and all that. And this worth up sounds like another piece of the puzzle that is going to be a tool or a a place where people can get help and so forth. And And I think business, I mean, one reason why we started podcast was actually to help people with business and to learn their soft skills and other things they don't do other than cutting or frost doing lashes. Productivity, you know, retention, you know, those basic, all the basic stuff in in business. And so for us, we did that. So it sounds like you guys are just taking the lead here and find more ways to provide and help with mentorships and all that, which I think we talked to when Clay a couple weeks ago and that's all he was about mentorship, mentorship. He's so big on that. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, that's something we need more of our industry. So seeing you guys come up with this, that's wonderful. I love to see. I can't wait to see more. Worth up. And yeah. Is there a web, is there a website worth up? Or worthup.com. Okay. okay. All right. People do oh, worthupfoundation.com. Yeah. Okay. Worthupfoundation. Okay. I'll put that in the show notes so that people can find that and take a look okay, and great. so forth. That'd it's literally in its infancy. Yeah. Okay. So there's okay. a lot more to come. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, you two. You guys are wonderful people, and we're so you glad and honored to have you on our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. We had a great time. Okay. We'll see you again, I'm sure. Absolutely. Hope so, yeah. <laughs> you bet. wraps up this show thank you for tuning in i want to ask you to please follow us on instagram at lashcast podcast and at the lash conference please remember to subscribe share and review and let your friends know about this guys we love to help our industry and we're trying to grow it and by the way we also have a new feature every monday guys we will be giving you a lash biz tip and the only way you're going to get that is get on our email list so go again to our instagram links in the bio and sign up for that. And every Monday morning, you will wake up with a short two to four minute video, really quick, a little something that you can do to improve your business. On behalf of my last buddy, Tusney, as well as our special guests, Ted and Jason, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. Remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.